0: We know what the challenges are, we know what the issues are, we know what the barriers are. With that knowledge, being a part of the solution is the key to success.
1: You're listening to the Mental Health Download from the nonprofit Mental Health Association Oklahoma. I'm Matt Gleason. On today's episode, we're talking about the Lawton Mental Health Town Hall. It will focus on mental health initiatives, service gaps in the community, and ideas to improve access to care. It's set for Thursday, March fifth, at Cameron University and the Johnson Auditorium at Cynthia Ross Hall. It is hosted by the Lawton Mental Health Coalition and Mental Health Association Oklahoma. The town hall is from 5:30 to 7 p.m., and all the details are in this episode's show notes, as well as mhaok.org/podcast. The panel will feature community leaders, including Representative Daniel Pay, Senator John Michael Montgomery. Deborah Johnson of the Comanche County Health Department, James Smith, who serves as Lawton's Chief of Police, and Lawton Advocate, Sasha Shelton. To give us more information about the Lawton Mental Health Town Hall, our guest is the event's organizer, Lawton City Councilor Onrika Johnson. Enrica is the founder of Next Step TLP Homeless Youth Program. She currently works as a certified behavioral health case manager for Our House Counseling and is involved in various organizations in the Lawton community. She's passionate about youth programs and community-oriented endeavors. All right, Enrika, thank you so much for joining us on the Mental Health Download.
0: Well, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be able to share some information.
1: Where I want to start is kind of give people an idea of your background and why you became a city councilor. you know, just sort of your passion and dedication to your community.
0: Well, I decided to become a council person after many years of contemplation, and I wanted to be on the side of being a part of the solution rather than being on the side of pointing out all the things that need to be fixed. And that is kind of my passion. I have been working in the Lawton community since I returned in 1999, early of 1999, and have primarily been working with young people, and life skill workshops, street outreach, those kinds of things. But I began to see that some of the systemic issues needed to be addressed or needed to be changed. And so rather than point out the flaws, I, you know, chose to be a part of the solution.
1: You've actually met with Mike Bros, our CEO, and Mark Davis, who's our chief programs officer. So tell us why you reached out to Mike and, and Mark and our organization.
0: One of our members of our coalition, uh, Daryl Morris, began to talk to them about some of the things that we wanted to do here in Lawton. And so once he shared the story with passion, because he also is a counselor, he wanted to get a group of people together, including myself, we talked about this. and, And it just so happened to be the right place at the right time to meet with Mike and Mark. And then they came down to Lawton a group of us express, you know, some of the things that we want to accomplish. And it's just been a wonderful relationship since then. It it was great. Um, they, they saw the passion in every single person on our coalition and wanted to help in any way that they could.
1: As I mentioned in the intro of this podcast about the town hall, tell us why you wanted to initiate that town hall and what do you hope it accomplishes?
0: I was in a position where I was able to hear what some of the concerns were, and our ultimate goal with this town hall meeting is to bring not just the agencies that provide the services, but those that need to have that service, and educate our community on what services are here for mental health. You know, often different cultures, addressing mental health issues is a Um, you know, hush-hush situation. So we just want the public to know that there's resources here in the community. We're not just going to stop there. We're going to continue to move forward because we want to be able to gather information about what, you know, people want to see, what are some of the um, solutions that they want to have. And so ultimately what we're going to have from this town hall meeting is going to be a conference that will have workshops and resources to help address the needs of the community
1: In getting ready for our interview today I was doing a little bit of research, and I found this really fascinating article. It's from KSWO over there in the Lawton area, and it really gives some wonderful context about the state of mental health in Lawton. It actually quotes Dr. Saylor with the Cameron Psychology Clinic, and Dr. Saylor said that close to 10,000 people in Lawton deal with substance use issues and 6,000 deal with depression, but the statistic that Dr. Saylor uh, was shocked the most was how many people have problems that go untreated, and the, the quote from Dr. Saylor is, nearly 20,000 were reported they had a mental health issue that they needed to be attended to, and it was not met. And it goes on to say there are less than 200 licensed mental health professionals in Lawton. and that contributes to people not receiving proper care. So is that about kind of the situation that you understand, or are you surprised by any of that?
0: No, I am not surprised at all because I work with a population, which is a grossly underserved population, which is homeless youth between the ages of 16 to 21, and even at sometimes 24. And just that population alone, after the age of 19, unfortunately, if they were receiving medication or getting services because their sooner care or their medical insurance is cut off, they fall off the grid. And so, like I said, a lot of it, I believe, um, has to do with the culture of, you know, some groups that just don't want to address that or, you know, kind of, I don't want anyone in our business kind of thing. Also, the lack of proper health insurance, being able to receive those services. And unfortunately, those numbers are, are, are pretty accurate.
1: In talking with these uh, young people who have experienced homelessness and no doubt mental health uh, issues as well, you know, can, can you share some of the stories that they've shared with you about the difficulties they've had in life?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, like the former foster youth group or, you know, the child that's no longer on their parents' insurance for whatever reason. Just being able to continue to receive the services for mental health, continue to receive Their medications and things like that just really throws off their life. When we house our young people, that's one of the first things that we address with them is trying to get them connected to services in the community that can help continue that service. We have the Lawton Community Health Center here, which is a phenomenal agency that provides on a sliding scale assistance with mental health as, as well as um, providing medications. And so just being able to link you know, people to the service helps a lot. You have some young people and, and even adults that, you know, once they're off their medications for a long period of time, it's hard to get back on. They're not able to function, you know, properly. So it, it's just a conglomerate of things.
1: Yeah. What is the name of that program that's helping those young people?
0: Um, the name of my program is called The Next Step. And what we do is street outreach. We do housing and supportive services. So um, because of the limited ability to house the number of children that need to have housing, we focus on just a certain age group. And, you know, um, I, I like to clarify because people often, you know, say, well, if they're staying at their, you know, cousin's house, they're not homeless. If they're staying, you know, in a hotel, they're not homeless. When you are a young person and you don't have your own room to go to and lay down and lay your head. You don't know if you're gonna be able to stay on this relative's couch for long. And you have all these worries and and a lot of these children are stressed as well. And so we have to understand some of these stressors that our children go through on a daily basis. I mean, I am a behavior health case manager as well and most of my caseload are children. That are stressed, (laughs) you know. So we really have to kind of consider some of the things that a lot of our children are facing right now that some of us didn't have to.
1: You know, you're looking at all these these dire issues in your community. What are the solutions? You know, what if you could, if it was in completely in your power, what would you want to see happen?
0: If I could wave a magic wand, I would definitely make sure that everyone has adequate health insurance and affordable, if not free. I definitely would have a more housing for the homeless population. It would be so nice if there was like one location, one complex where, you know, all the agencies and resources could come and have a representative and people can just come to one place. Being able to have a central location for them to come to have a a representative from each entity that would be phenomenal.
1: What is the housing, the affordable housing situation in Lawton for people you know, who have mental illness, people who have experienced homelessness?
0: We have the um, Lawton Housing Authority, and I'm um, also part of our continuum of care, which brings all the agencies together that deal with those that are homeless, chronically homeless, or facing homelessness. And we try to provide solutions within our agencies to be able to connect people to the places that they need to go. Unfortunately, we don't have adequate emergency housing. We do have Sea Carter Crane, which is a a shelter here that's ran by Great Plains Improvement Foundation. And we have Salvation Army that provide, you know, that shelter piece, but that's limited. We do have a domestic violence shelter that is ran by Marie Daddy Youth and Family Services. Um, all wonderful agencies, however, just limited in space, being able to connect our chronically homeless and you know those facing homeless homelessness, um, if I could wave a wand and get vouchers for everyone, that would be awesome too.
1: <laughs> what is the one takeaway that you hope everybody involved in this town hall takes away with them?
0: I would hope that they would go back to their respective homes agencies being in a position knowing that as an individual, not just a business, not just an agency, but as an individual, being able to use what they've learned and get that information out there. If they know someone that needs a service, get that person connected or give them the information where they can and get connected. And also to understand that we're not, um, this is something that's gonna be ongoing. It's not gonna stop at the town hall.
1: What we do at the end of every podcast is, uh, so Mike Bros. he has kind of a rallying cry that he tells us at the end of each of our meetings, and it's go do good things. And so if you can close us out with a few parting words and say go do good things, that'd be perfect.
0: Okay. I just want to remind everyone that everybody can be a part of the solution. Um, Being a part of the solution is what we need to focus on. We know what the challenges are, We know what the issues are. We know what the barriers are. With that knowledge, being a part of the solution is the key to success. And so I want everybody to take away from this to ask yourself, how can I be part of the solution? It could be something small. I'm as small as, as smiling at someone, as small as giving someone information or directing them that way. So whatever you choose to do or however you choose to be part of the solution, go do good things.